Welcome to STR Unfiltered, where we give you actionable episodes without the bullshit. Here is your host, Bill Faith. Hey, short-term rental pros, this is Bill Faith. I want to tell you about a secret weapon that I've been using for quite some time to build my email list. There's nothing that does it faster and also helps us relieve the dependence on the OTAs, Airbnb and VRBO, then StayFi. If you've never heard of StayFi, it's just, it's a platform that connects to your router to where when guests check in, not just the booking guests, but every guest, they log into it to access your Wi-Fi. Just like when you stay at a hotel or you'd walk into a coffee shop. It's super simple, there's no friction, but most importantly, this allows you to grow your email list by your occupancy rate and not just by the booker. So you can do it four times faster, six times faster, or in my case, 10 to 15 times faster. There is a reason that I do 41% direct bookings. It's because I use a platform like StayFi to build my email list so fast, and then I have my 200-day funnel to go in and actually bring them back to stay with me again and again. Impressive, right? So here's the bonus. No contracts needed. All you need to do is use my name, the code Bill, B-I-L-L, for an exclusive 50% off your first three months with StayFi. And this is not just about attracting new guests, it's about transforming one-time visitors into lifelong ambassadors and return guests. So check it out. StayFi, it's my secret weapon, and I want it to be yours as well. Look, to lock in your StayFi discount and start cultivating your engaged guest list, go to stayfi.com slash bill. That's stayfi.com slash bill. Yep, that's my name, and watch your booking soar. Welcome back to SDR Unfiltered. I'm Bill Faith, your host. Excited that you're here. Today, I want to talk about are you ready to buy? Now, if we were truly unpack this entire question, this could take hours to be able to identify if you're really ready to buy. A lot of you will just say, yeah, I'm ready. I'm waiting for interest rates to come down, whatever that is. But the first thing that I want you to think about is why are you buying? Are you just buying because interest rates come down? What's the outcome of your purchase? Are you buying because you're trying to build up cash flow to a specific number so you can exit a W-2? Are you buying because of a cash on cash return? So you might have tapped into equity in another property, sold it, and be able to get a better return. Why are you really buying? That's step number one. You've got to determine that first. The other big thing is, is this a lifestyle asset or is it strictly a financially driven decision? Because here's the deal. If it's strictly a financially driven decision, there's no stories. You don't get the opportunity to convince yourself or to convince me or anybody else. It is strictly looking at the performa and you're making a decision to buy the best property in the best market with the highest rate of return. That could be cash on cash. That could be cash flow. It could be appreciation. It could be, you know, principal pay down. All of those things need to be factored in. The one thing that I think should not be factored in is going to be a cost segregation, especially since we're at 60% this year. And that, if you're going to do that, that's always gravy, you know, that, you know, sitting over there to the side of the, the turkey and the mashed potatoes and everything, and you grab a scoop of it and you put it on, you know, once you've kind of delved into everything else. So as Ryan Bakey says, we don't want the, you know, tax tail to wag the dog by any means. You've got to buy highly investable properties. So defining that why is really super important. It needs to be specific. It needs to be measurable. There needs to be a compelling rationale of why you're making an investment. Number two is, and really this is the purpose of this podcast, are you bankable? Are you bankable specifically for the type of loan? There are so many loan options out there. 
that you can consider, but most of you don't know if you're bankable or not. And when, but what I mean by that is, do you know what your true, that's capital T-R-U-E, do you know what your true debt to income ratio is? And I know some of you are listening and you're going to say, well, you know what, hey, I'm going to do a DSCR or I'm going to do, a, I'm going to go to get a commercial loan bill. You talk about those all the time. Well, if you're walking into a bank to do a commercial loan, you still have to be credit worthy because you're going to PG that. You're going to personally guarantee that loan and they're going to look at your income. They're going to look at your assets. And even though it's not like Fannie and Freddie, they're going to run your credit. They're going to look at your debt to income ratio. They're going to look at your liabilities. They're going to look at your real estate holdings and they're going to analyze that. And that's how you get the best rate. So the better prepared you are, the better rate you will get. Super simple. So what I want you to understand is you're listening to this podcast. It's January. You may be one of those people that have been sitting on the sidelines. That's okay. And are making the decision that, you know what, I'm getting back into the market as soon as the rates, you know, come down. And that's probably going to happen in March. But if you wait till March to become bankable, it's too late. Let that sink in for a second. You need 60 to 90 days. Well, literally 60 days from today, you're into March. 90 days from today, you're into April. So February, March 60, April 90. Think about that. Number one thing you need to do is make sure that you have an app like Credit Karma or Credit Sesame or something to be able to track your credit scores. Number two is you really should run a credit report to see what is reporting. This is a critical component. You want to know what's reporting on that. So like for me, I've got a lot of real estate. There's some that reports, some that doesn't. I'm wearing my Ski Montana hat today. One of the, the last two properties I purchased have both been in Montana. They're both on second home loans. That means they report. So I have to know what my PITI is. If there are any HOA fees on one of them, there's a $300 a month HOA fee. I've got to factor that in to my DTI because that's how the bank's going to look at it. Do you carry credit card balances? Do you have any personal loans? Do you have student loans? Any of that type of stuff. And there's steps that you can take to become more bankable. Like, God, heaven forbid you and your wife are both on a note or you and your husband, your spouse are both on a note for a vehicle that has $50,000 and a $1,500 a month payment on it. That sucks because now that debt is affecting both of you. So having a strategy of separating, here's the buyer, here's the debt taker. In our world, my wife is a debt taker. Uh, our two, well, we actually have three, four, five vehicles that we own, but only two have any debt on them. Those are both in her name. So she takes on the debt, the boat that we have, she takes that on. Credit cards paid off two to three times a week. So to manage our debt to income, but also to manage our credit score, you need to be in tune with this financial part of your life to make sure that you can max out your credit worthiness. So in my opinion, if you have a, if you're close to the 30% DTI range and you're trying to qualify for a Fannie or Freddie or even go in for a commercial loan and you have a vehicle or two that are in both yours and your wife's names, you should probably sell one of them and then pick somebody to take on that bad debt. And because hopefully you guys are filing your taxes jointly. If you're not, you probably should. Uh, at least from a qualification standpoint, you can look at you know estate planning and all that other stuff with your attorney. But if spouse A makes 200 grand, spouse B makes 300 grand, you're filing jointly, you both get access to that 500. If you both get access to that 500 grand, and you know I'm spouse B and I have no debt on my name, then my debt to income ratio is going to be zero. If my wife has, you know, 
let's say 500 grand, $40,000 a month for easy math. She has $20,000 a month in expenses, primary mortgage, couple of rental properties, with second home loans, couple of Rivians, whatever. Now she's not bankable because she's already over 50%. She'd really probably need to be in the 30 to 35% range to get in that 40 to 45% range to qualify. These are the things that you have to understand now if you're going to buy 60 to 90 days from now. The other thing is when you buy a property, this is why I tell you, you need to be thinking two to three deals down the road. So if you have $200,000 in cash, you've sold a property, you've just saved it, whatever it is, and you're gonna deploy that on multiple properties, you need to make sure that you will be bankable on multiple properties. I would hate for you to go in and blow out your DTI on the first property, have another hundred grand left over, and you're looking for that $600,000, $700,000 property on a 10% down, and then you got you want to go down the Fannie and Freddie route, but you're not bankable. It might make sense to do a DSCR on the first one and then use Fannie and Freddie on the second one or vice versa. But you need to plan for that as part of your financial investing strategy. Most of you are not doing that. That's why it becomes really important to understand why you're doing this, what you want your outcome to be. So I look at if I'm buying something under 670, 650 to 700,000, this is called 700,000 in that medium price range, like 400 to 700 or 800,000. I'm looking for a combination of cash on cash percentage of return, gross ROI, and also cash flow. If I can't get both of those to my needs, like minimum for a property under 700, 600 to $700,000, I want minimum 50 to $60,000 in cash flow. And I need to be at at least a 30% cash on cash return. And that's very doable in that price range. Now, when I get over and I'm looking at 800, 900 million dollar plus properties, the cash on cash percentage is going to shrink, but hopefully the cash flow is going to increase. If the cash flow doesn't increase, then I'm not interested. So you've got these three different buckets that you need from your planning stages to make sure that you're ready to buy. You know, if you're in that 400,000 and below, that should be, you should be like at least 40, 50% cash on cash, in my opinion. If you're in that mid-range, like 400,000 to 800,000, then that's, for me, it's minimum 20%. If it's like 10, 12, 13%, I am like no-go, not even interested in it if it's a financially driven decision. If it's a lifestyle asset, that's a little bit different story, but most of you should be purchasing for financially driven reasons now, unless you're independently wealthy and you've already hit all of those life plan financial goals. If you haven't hit those, you're not ready to go down that path yet. So. Nail all of these things, your credit, your DTI, why you're buying, your planning. Make sure you're planning two to three deals down the road and you will have a more successful 2024. I hope to see you guys at the STR Wealth Conference. I know it's right around the corner. We still have a few tickets left, strwealthconference.com. Uh, if you have not signed up for the workshops, make sure you go back to that website and get into the revenue management or I'm going to teach you how to build super properties. Mark Simpson's going to be there with marketing, all this great stuff that's happening on Monday, even before the conference even starts. And we've got like 16 workshops for you on Tuesday and Wednesday outside of all the keynote speakers. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Most importantly, if you're coming and we've never met, please come up and say hello. I would like to meet every single one of you that is there. Thanks for listening, folks. Have a wonderful day. Happy hosting. The STR Unfiltered podcast is brought to you by Market My STR, the ultimate all-in-one marketing platform for short-term rental hosts. Are you tired of juggling multiple marketing tools? Say goodbye to the hassle and make your life as a host a breeze with Market My STR. Boost your booking rates and increase your revenue in no time with our powerful features. Our platform streamlines your marketing efforts so you can focus on what you do best, providing unforgettable guest experiences. Whether you're a newcomer or a seasoned host, Mark on My STR has got you covered. 
Stay connected with your guests using our comprehensive set of communication tools. From custom landing pages to text messages, email marketing, and social media integration, we provide all the tools you need to elevate your short-term rental business. Streamline your operations, enhance your guest experience today. Don't settle for less so we can have it all. Make the switch to MarketMySTR's all-in-one marketing platform and watch your business soar. Visit MarketMySTR.com today to sign up for your free trial. That's MarketMySTR.com. Elevate your short-term rental business with Mark and my STR. Thank you for listening to STR Unfiltered, where we give you actionable episodes without the bullshit.